Welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio, where we are changing the way parents talk to their kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe in our rapidly changing world. You are your kid's best source of information and primary example. In these thought-provoking conversations, Robin and her guests seek to improve your relationship skills, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. Now, here's your host, Robin LaCrosse. Hello and welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. I'm your host, Robin LaCrosse, and today I have with me Samantha Barkley. She is the founder of A Mom Around Town. She's an engineer by day and a mom, blogging, resource-finding, motivation junkie at night. A Mom Around Town helps moms navigate through pregnancy and parenting to find peace among the chaos of mom life. Her own experiences with a newborn left her needing help, finding breastfeeding support, sleep guidance, and someone to have coffee with on Tuesday morning. She created a mom around town to help other moms find confidence in themselves and the best health, wellness, and parenting resources out there. She loves doing anything active outdoors and is completely not stylish and will always sing along. Welcome, Samantha. I'm so glad that you're here. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. So excited to be here. Yeah, so building trust is something that's so important and it can be really easy to violate trust, especially like in long relationships that go for years, like as in, you know, like family type relationships or romantic relationships. And so I wanted to talk a little bit today about, you know, parenting and how to build trust with your kids. And I know as your business, um, a mom around town, you spend a lot of time talking to moms, uh, to parents. And yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. So can you like share a little bit about like how you got started in that, how you got interested and we'll, we'll start there. Yeah, absolutely. So a mom around town is a website that and a resource um, for moms to navigate through pregnancy and parenting um, to really find a place of peace, right? So mom life can be very chaotic um, Mm -hmm. and overwhelming. And so finding resources and um, businesses that can really help you kind of navigate through those um, pieces. So that all started really on maternity leave. So I have a two and a half year old. And mm-hmm. um, while I was off on maternity leave, um, I really felt like I had trouble finding the resources I was looking for, for sleep and for breastfeeding help. And honestly, just like finding a cup of coffee on a Tuesday in a kid friendly cafe, you know, so mm-hmm. um, where you didn't get stares for a baby cries. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, people <laughs> or they have changing sending. tables. <laughs> right, right. Uh, people shooting daggers across the room. Yes. Like, get that baby quiet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh-huh. And so um, I had trouble finding all of those things um, within the community. And as as piece by piece, I started to find things that worked for us and and were helpful. I wanted to share them with other moms and make sure that they knew that these resources were available for them. And so um, that kind of started the idea um, to have a place to share these things. And then um, honestly, when I went back to work um, after maternity leave, I I wondered if I wanted to be back at work and whether Mm -hmm. or not I could build some sort of business to kind of help sustain. So um, I'm still working full time and then a mom around town is, um, something I enjoy doing, you know, on the side, but, um, but yeah, it's continuing to grow and we're getting more and more resources and more and more businesses, um, to be able to share with moms so that they have those things they need at their fingertips. Nice. Excellent. Yeah. And I know it's, and when you're a new mom, it's can be really challenging to find those kinds of resources because who has time to look, you know, you're busy with your new baby. So. Exactly. And so a lot of times you don't even know what to look for, right? Uh, don't know what exists for you. Mm-hmm. What's out there and, and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So can you talk a little bit about building trust? So, you know, I mean, this is something that's kind of in place, you know, like we, we kind of automatically get it as we're you know, raising up our baby and our baby gets older, you know, it's like they just kind of trust us kind of thing. And so let's, let's just talk about trust and the way that, you know, we maybe can damage trust without even really meaning to. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think trust with our kids is so vital, right, to be able to then, as they progress um, further and further, and as they're growing up, 
We want them to take on probably our family values. They, we want them to um, learn from some of the mistakes maybe that we've made and not make them again. Um, we want them to grow into successful um, adults. And so we can't teach them all of the lessons that we're hoping to teach them um, if they don't trust um, trust us and trust mm-hmm. what we're trying to tell them, right? And try, how right. we're trying to steer them, especially in those teenage years. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of that foundation is built when they're little, right? So um, it even starts as a baby and, you know, the most basic form of trust, right? When the baby cries, we respond and mm-hmm. pick them up. Then they can trust that their needs are being met, right? And right. as they get older and older, uh, there's more and more things that um, can build trust and can damage trust, like you sure. said. So um I think anybody who has a toddler would recognize my two and a half year old is certainly this way. Um, You have to follow through on everything you say, right? Mm -hmm. So um, being consistent uh, and following through, they recognize really quickly um, when your threat is empty, right? Uh, Mm. And they take advantage of that and, Mm -hmm. and kind of can manipulate that, right? If, if they know um, mom's not actually serious that you know, counting down for three is going to get me in trouble. I can always, you know, get a one half and a one fourth or <laughs> whatever your mm-hmm, discipline method is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so consistency is really, um, really important as they are young, right? To start building right. that whatever mom and dad say is actually going to happen, right? Yeah. And then so, I, I find it amazing that at such a young age, they can realize when a threat is empty and, start manipulating or pushing the boundaries at such a young age. That's just amazing. Little little humans are so amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. They, Mm -hmm. they pick up on that stuff so fast. Right. And they know the difference between mom and dad and who they can play for which different thing. It's, it's incredible. We are just like, I feel like tipping the surface where he's starting to, you know, dad says no. And he comes into the next room to ask mom and, um, so being on that same page, right, and making mm-hmm. sure that you back your spouse up in whatever they said um, is right. another way to build that, like, family trust. So mm-hmm. Yeah, because, yeah, because they totally learn. It's like, oh, well, dad said no. Mom doesn't maybe know that dad said no, and I'm going to go ask mom <laughs> and maybe get a different yeah. answer. Well, mom said I could. And it's like, well, uh, yes. oops. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, inconsistency, I think, is one of the biggest ways for us to damage trust um, is being inconsistent within our um, how we follow through, how we discipline, um, how we react to a situation. Um, another big way to damage trust um, is going to be in not showing our own vulnerability or not um, showing our kids that it's okay to make mistakes, right? So um, if we put on that perfect parent um, kind of facade that we know everything and we know all the answers and we never get it wrong, mm-hmm. um, they're, they're going to recognize really quick that that's not true and that they can't trust what we say because we maybe don't know all the answers, right? So um, I think being really open and honest with our kids when we don't know something, um, when we're not sure, and um, when we are learning also um, is really important and kind of being vulnerable in that and admitting to our mistakes um, is going to help build their trust in us um, that they know when something goes wrong that we're going to own up to it um, and that we're going to make it right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important behavior to model too, because, you know, you're taking ownership of like a mistake you made or something wrong you said, or simply not knowing the answer to something. And when you demonstrate that for your children, I think it's really important and it helps to avoid those situations where kids are afraid to try something because they don't want to fail. Absolutely. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. So um, being that example um, in, in how to, and how to make mistakes gracefully, maybe, is a good way to, right. you know, mm-hmm. um, that it's okay to fail at something. It's okay to try again. Um, I've been uh, heard, actually, I'm sure it was on another podcast somewhere. Um, a mom talking about when, when they, when she does something kind of silly or makes an obvious error, like they have a whole little joke with their three-year-old that they go, Oh, mommy. And like, you know, make a funny face type of thing. And so they like make, um, they make a joke out of it to recognize that it's okay to make mistakes. You're not 
in trouble for it. You're not shamed for it. Right. Um, that, you know, this is part of life. And the important part is learning from them and getting better. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's, like you said, something we want to both model and help teach our kids to be able to do. Yeah, yeah super important. And yeah, you know, we're, we're our children's first pri- and primary role model. It's like they learn everything from us, you know, until at least until they get out in the world and start learning from their peers in schools, like those first, you know, three, five years or like mom is and dad is it, you know, yeah. <laughs> and siblings too. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, which as a parent, honestly, can be really terrifying because <laughs> you recognize like, oh my gosh, like I have to, in all of the, the values I want to instill in my kid, like, how do I do that? And I think just being your authentic self um, and not being afraid to show that to your kids um, mm-hmm. is how you are able to relay um, all of those values that you're trying to teach. It really challenges when parenting, I think, is so hard because it challenges you to be better than anything else does, right? Like a better person um, than anything else challenges you. Yeah, because you know that your child is watching. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that's, yeah. so yeah, so we hold ourselves to a higher standard, which, you know, it's nothing wrong with that. You know, we're, we are raising the next generation and, you know, our kids, they learn from what we teach them, of course. And, you know, and I, I personally believe that we can change the world by what we teach our kids. So let's mm-hmm. be mindful of what we're teaching. And I think that whole piece about vulnerability and, you know, doing that piece of communication, you know, like demonstrating, you know, how do you say something that's uncomfortable, I think is super important and can be very challenging. So, you know, do you have suggestions or thoughts around like what parents might do when they're in a situation where maybe they don't know the answer or they're feeling a little uncomfortable about whatever, you know, the direction of the conversation, things like that, so that we can build trust rather than like retract to be like, Oh, like, you know, talking about sex. Okay. This is what I do, you know? And so sex is one of those, one of those really challenging conversations. And then, you know, children often come out of the blue with the craziest questions, you know, especially when it comes to sex, you know, where do babies come from and all these different things. And, you know, and so how do you like receive that question and not like contract because children feel that, that contraction, like, Oh, oops, that was not a good question to ask, you know? And even though we're not saying it out loud, like we have that energetic contraction or maybe there's like that flash of horror across your face, you know, like, Oh my God, I can't believe I just got asked this question or whatever. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, no, that is a super, uh, super good question um, because you can't, you know, impact your first reaction maybe. And you don't want to give your kid the impression that asking um, a certain type of question is not allowed or taboo. So mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I would definitely suggest that that we do not start with um, things like, oh, that's not something we can talk about or, or um, that's too old for you or, you know, anything that's going to put them off and make them feel like they did something wrong, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um so I think taking the approach more so of um, giving them maybe the, the smaller facts um, that they need for whatever their age appropriateness might be, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so giving them the facts that they can, in, in a way that they can understand, because especially as they're younger, that's what they're looking for, right? They're looking for the facts. Um, I think actually you probably talked about this in one of your episodes, Um about the, uh, we come with all this emotional baggage and all of, um, about so many topics, but sex in particular, Mm -hmm. all of the, um, emotional baggage and, um, you know, the whole range of things that come along with, um, sex or intimacy or Mm -hmm. even, um, I mean, even bigger topics that they might ask about, about the world and politics and religion, right? Like Mm -hmm. we come with all of these different experiences, right? um, that we're trying to like relay to them. But if we start with just the basic facts and it's okay for us to say, um, I don't know for sure the answer to this, but I believe whatever, right. I think religion is one of those where Mm -hmm. um, it can feel very hard to like navigate how we talk about it with our kids, um, Mm -hmm. depending on your beliefs. Um, And so if we can be very honest about things we don't know and say like, 
I actually don't know the answer to that question. Um, maybe we can try to look it up together and try to make it, you know, something where we're involved together in trying to find the answer mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. or giving the very basic lowest level facts. Um, and then um, I love what you said about the reaction. There might be some things where you need to take a minute and think mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. the best way to think about, you know, grab that. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, maybe uh, there is a delay tactic we can use about, I don't know the answer to that right now, but I think we should find out and we should talk about it later. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, so, and then always following up with that conversation, right? Right. So, rather, rather than just putting it off and never circling back to it. I think um, actually it was about two weeks ago when we were three, maybe three weeks ago when we were talking to Amy Lang and she was talking about this exact thing. It's like, you are in control of the conversation. And if somebody is in the room that you don't want to have this conversation in front of, or you are just like, oh my God, I can't believe this just happened. And I need a minute, you know, whatever the case may be is you can be like, Hey, I'm really glad that you asked that question. And right now is not a great time to, to answer that, but I, you know, let's talk about this later or tomorrow or, or whatever, you know, like let's, and then like you said, circle back to it and make mm-hmm. sure you do have that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think like you said about, that's a really good question or um, what a thoughtful question or like, yes, like giving him that idea mm-hmm. that it's okay to ask questions and right. it's okay mm-hmm. to be curious and, um, and, and to bring those things up to me or to your, you know, to your parent. Exactly. Yes. Um, And then yes, giving them that circle back. I think that's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about trust some more. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Life-changing events can have positive and or negative repercussions. When they happen, they can feel elating or devastating to those affected. It can also get in the way of your personal and professional life. On Life-Altering Events with host Frank Zakari, we examine the scope of these events and discuss how to move forward in the wake of the opportunities presented. It's never too late to get started or pick up the pieces and move forward. Listen Tuesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Should there be more to your life? Do you need a change? Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young will provide empowering commentary each week to encourage you. She will interview successful personalities from movies, television, business, technology, health, and academia. All of them have amazing stories resulting in transformed lives. You'll learn how to discover real happiness, financial success, and fulfillment to live your highest purpose. Join her on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and a replay Fridays at 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. What makes someone successful in their field? On Transformational Energy Leadership, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey speaks to amazing guests who share their ideas, advice, tips, and tricks as to what defines success for them. The result is positive transformation for you. You'll learn that personal energy is the key to make it work. And you'll hear through actual examples how to bring that positive transformation to life. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Are you where you want to be right now? We live our lives sometimes looking at others and thinking the grass is always greener on their side. Not realizing that we have the power within us to pursue our dreams. It begins with a head start in the right direction. And that head start is with host Carla D. Walker and from the inside out. Believe in your abilities and take action. Listen live every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. So we're back. And Samantha, I was just thinking about how what parents say can impact trust. Like there's stories like Santa Claus, for example, you know, like these are, you know, myths that we pass on to our kids or the tooth fairy, you know, these stories that we tell about these fantastical people. I remember one time I was, I don't remember the reason, but it was at the holidays and I think I was probably maybe, maybe eight years old, I think maybe seven. And I had decided that I was going to run away and I was packing up my suitcase, all my new Christmas presents. I'm not sure where I was going. Well, I knew I was where I was going, but I wasn't sure why I decided I needed to do this. And so my mom was trying to scare me out of doing what I was doing. And so she's, you know, saying, oh, the saber tooth tiger is going to eat you. And I'm like, uh, uh, uh. There's no such thing as saber-toothed tigers, you know, like they don't exist anymore. And meanwhile, my sister who's three years younger. She's like scared to death. Like, oh, no, my sister's going to get eaten by a saber-toothed tiger. Uh, mom, <laughs> you know, kind of stuff. And I'm like, uh, yeah, bullshit detector just went off. And, you know, and so it's so funny how like even at a young age, kids can be very sensitive and be like, yeah, you know what? That's not true. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not true. (laughs) Yeah, that's really funny you bring up Santa Claus because I feel kind of a humbug about the fact that I'm not a big fan of promoting Santa Claus. (laughs) Like for Mm -hmm. that very, and but it's so hard in like our culture and society because teachers and friends and all of that kind of stuff are talking about what do you want from Santa and Mm -hmm. you know talking about him making a Christmas list and I'm like don't no cut that like I don't want to like um kind of further this whole story because like you said I feel like I'm kind of straight up lying to him and mm-hmm. um and and kind of detracting from that trust now if you are a big lover of the Santa Claus thing please go for it it's just something that um that I've kind of struggled with is mm-hmm. kind of how to how to like manage that um and still be building trust at the same time. So yeah, and it's funny that you bring that up. Yeah, well, I guess it is that time of year, and it just yeah, kind of popped exactly. into my mind. And <laughs> and you know, I mean, it's such a common thing. And and there's you know, parents like you saw yourself who struggle with you know, feeling like you're being dishonest with your child. And, you know, I remember for years, you know, my parents, you know, did the whole Santa Claus thing. And, you know, there was years where I'd be like spying at my door, listening, like, you know, like bring out the bat ears and the sonar, you know, like I'm like listening for like any little sound to like try to figure out. It's like, I, I, I know my parents, are, this is them, you know, like kind of thing. And so it really kind of just creates an environment of, I don't know. I don't, I'll hesitate to say mistrust, but like you're as a a child, it's like, you're trying to figure this out. And you're like, I think that this is like, this is a bunch of bullshit, you know? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And you're just looking for a confirmation that this is like to, to validate like, yeah, this was, you know, something that was not true, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, and probably the age where kids start to figure that out is when they start to question and one, you know, question us in general, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and question if we really do know everything. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I think I don't know age. Like I was just trying to think back about like when I remember, like I was hardcore, like trying to figure it out, and like up at three in the morning snooping. Like I was a terrible snoop. <laughs> you know it's like my mom had the things that she managed to hide that were like in the stocking she did good because I was very (laughs) snoopy as a child (laughs) she had clever spots yeah she because I found a lot of them so yeah she had to work hard for some of those (laughs) (laughs) yep yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's really challenging for parents to navigate that because, you know, if you tell your child the truth about Santa Claus, you have a whole classroom full of kids who don't know. And so yes. then, you know, you're, you, you're 
your child is in the position of being in the know and meanwhile the rest of the kids are ignorant and so they're like uh yeah mom all these people like they totally believe in santa (laughs) (laughs) yes yes and the more um i feel like that's true about a lot of things the more upfront we are with our kids on all kinds of topics as we talk about sex and intimacy as we Mm -hmm. talk about um calling body parts the right names and like all of these kind of things it and social media, like how, how we handle things in our household um, compared to how our kids' friends um, handle things can, can make us start to feel or wonder if we're doing it right. Or, oh gosh, mm-hmm. what if my kid goes over and says something about, um, says sex. something about sex, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, they see somebody pregnant and they say, oh, you've had sex, you know, you're like, oh, that would be um, embarrassing. But I mean, that's what we right? Those are the facts and they know mm-hmm. the facts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and why does that have to be shameful, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think if we can kind of flip that script on ourselves and recognize that um, because our kids do know um, the correct things, that that is um, the most beneficial thing for them and not worry about what anybody else um, might say. I don't know that anybody else would have a, you know, an issue with it, but I can certainly imagine, you know, that one friend whose mom is a, you know, maybe a, has, has an opinion. Opinions. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. um, has an issue with it and, and you have to do what's right for your kids and what's right for your family and be confident in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, kids talk and, by the time they're eight years old, like they're in the school system, they are talking with their peers and the kids who haven't had that conversation with their parents are about to have that conversation with their peers. And if you want to be the person to like put in the information, like put in like good information, you know, things that are like facts, you know, like Mm -hmm. valid, you know, not mythology, not things that they happen to watch on porn, which God forbid they find porn at eight years old, but you know, anything's possible. And, you know, there's been kids as young as seven who've, you know, have found it and found their way into it. And so even though kids seem like they're so young and innocent, you know, the truth is, is they need to know about these things and know that they're out there and, you know, understand that they're for adults. And if you happen to find it, you know, come talk about it, you know, that it's okay, you're not in trouble, but these aren't for kids. Um, and certainly the more, the more we're able to have those upfront conversations with them, um, and let them know, I think as we talk about building trust and all of these things, the more open we are, um, and the less we push away, um, the conversation or push Mm -hmm. away and make it feel shameful or bad, um, the more we break that trust, right? So the more open we are and the more honest we are with our feedback, Mm-hmm. Um, and in answering questions, um, the more they will ask, which is a good thing, right? We want them yeah, to ask. For sure. And I, and I really think too, you know, like when you were saying earlier about if you don't know the answer to the question, being honest about that. And, you know, maybe you don't want your kid looking over your shoulder when you Google sex necessarily, <laughs> you know, but what you can do is go and, you know, look for information and then share that with your child and, and, that really helps to build trust because you're, if you don't know the information, then you're not providing inaccurate information, which breaks the trust or damages the trust. And then you're going and getting that information. So then your child realizes, okay, well, first of all, I didn't get in trouble for asking this and my mom didn't know. However, she's like, she's like going out and figuring this out and share, comes back and shares this information with me and it's good information. And I think all of those pieces are, are really just great for building those building, you know, laying that foundation of trust. And like you said, you know, it's, these are things that start young. And then when you get to the teenage years, when, when you need your child to trust you and be able to bring like these crazy situations that teenagers some find them, sometimes find themselves in to you, I mean, you want your kid to trust you and yeah you know know that you're a safe place for that information to bring that yeah whatever the problem absolutely um and i think too as we talk about um us being trustworthy and building trust we also have to 
trust our kids, right? Yes. So we have to, um, especially as they're getting older mm-hmm. um, and getting into adolescence and teenage, like we have to also give trust as well as expect it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so as the, um, they helping them kind of build their way um, into that, I think is important. And we can start that younger by giving them those little responsibilities um, and making sure they follow through on them, right? Whether that's Mm -hmm. little chores that they do and you are um, expecting them to do and they get them done. And then, um, and then when they get to their friend's house, they're supposed to, you know, send you a message to let them let you know they got there safe, you know, like, and you expect that and they do that. And, um, the more we can give them little pieces of responsibility um, and make sure they follow through on them, then we can give them a little bit more and a little bit more um, and help them kind of build up that um, repository of trust. But anytime we are assuming that they are doing something wrong or that we are cutting them off and not believing, um, believing them, Mm -hmm. uh, we just cut down all of, all of what has been built up. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's really important for us to also make sure we place our trust in our kids. I mean, they need to have earned it right by showing right. that they can be responsible in all of these things. Um, but we can help them in that by giving them these little responsibilities as they get older. Yeah. So basically it kind of sounds like we're giving them little micro responsibilities. So these little little things that they need to be responsible for and that helps to, you know, build that muscle and, you know, they go back and do these things and, you know, becomes habit routine, you know, whether it's putting away your laundry or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, let's talk about how we can um, help teenagers or children build trust with each other. So like with friendships and in other relationships, I think, will be something interesting to talk about. So we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Life-changing events can have positive and or negative repercussions. When they happen, they can feel elating or devastating to those affected. It can also get in the way of your personal and professional life. On Life-Altering Events with host Frank Zakari, we examine the scope of these events and discuss how to move forward in the wake of the opportunities presented. It's never too late to get started or pick up the pieces and move forward. Listen Tuesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Should there be more to your life? Do you need a change? Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young will provide empowering commentary each week to encourage you. She will interview successful personalities from movies, television, business, technology, health, and academia. All of them have amazing stories resulting in transformed lives. You'll learn how to discover real happiness, financial success, and fulfillment to live your highest purpose. Join her on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and a replay Fridays at 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. What makes someone successful in their field? On Transformational Energy Leadership, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey speaks to amazing guests who share their ideas, advice, tips, and tricks as to what defines success for them. The result is positive transformation for you. You'll learn that personal energy is the key to make it work, and you'll hear through actual examples how to bring that positive transformation to life. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Are you where you want to be right now? We live our lives sometimes looking at others and thinking the grass is always greener on their side, not realizing that we have the power within us to pursue our dreams. It begins with a head start in the right direction. And that head start is with host Carla D. Walker and from the inside out. Believe in your abilities and take action. Listen live every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. And we're back. So, Samantha, I would like to talk a little bit about how we can build trust in relationships. And I think I'd like to take that from the perspective of helping kids build healthy relationships you know how do you create a good friendship you know what is a good friend you know these types of things and so how do you build trust because I mean when you when you have a friend you feel like you know you trust this person they've got your back you know you can confide in them all these different things and so nobody necessarily teaches children how to be a good friend so let's talk a little bit about how parents can do that yeah well, just like um, just like the mistakes and kind of modeling, um, managing our mistakes, I think we really model that for our kids in our relationships, right? So they see how we interact with our spouses, how we interact with our uh, own parents or brothers and sisters, how we interact with our coworkers and our own friends, right? And so I think showing them um, those relationships uh, helps a lot. So as we think about what kids might see. Um, I think especially about gossiping and keeping confidence, right? So um, they're seeing almost like the back end, just our side of a relationship. And so if we're constantly talking about our friends in negative ways or our coworkers in negative ways and gossiping about them around the house um, or to other people, like they see that and recognize that, oh, well, that's okay. You just, that's what you do. You talk about things um, behind people's back right? Mm -hmm. Um, Or if they, you know, they can recognize when we're talking about something that we're maybe not supposed to be, right? Again, Mm -hmm, they can mm -hmm. read those body languages and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, so if they see that the way we are interacting with our, the people in our lives, um, they're going to model that behavior with their friends, right? So they, you know, they would certainly think it's okay to be gossipy. to respect how um, I feel like, especially with our spousal relationships, right? Um, the, mm-hmm. If we're not showing respect um, to our spouses and um, and kind of keeping a household where that is a value, then they're not going to be model, you know carrying that through to their relationships either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's a big one, and especially with you know in that spouse dynamic, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of dyma- dynamics. You know, there's relationships that are really healthy and great. There's relationships, you know, of every spectrum in between, and you know, and when you have like, for example, it's just we were talking about this recently on on a different show, and where parents stay together because of the children, kind of thing, and mm-hmm. the kids know exactly what's going on, and you know, and in this conversation, you know, they, they were saying the kid was like, you know, why are you guys still together? You know? And then he's like, because of you. And it's like, Oh, great. Now I'm to blame for both of your misery. You know, (laughs) it's like, you're doing this because of me. It's like, well, guess what? This is hell for all of us, you know? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, so they definitely, yeah, they see all of those things. Um, so, and I think not only in how, do they see how we are interacting with our peers, coworkers, friends, family? Mm-hmm. Um, but also we talk about their friends and maybe their friends' parents, um, mm-hmm. right? And so we might label kids a certain way or label parents a certain way um, and um, have certain opinions about them or talk about them negatively or anything like that. And that's carrying through to their relationships with them as well. Um, right. And so I, I think we need to help our kids form their own opinions about people and relationships. If we can help them kind of walk through getting 
you know, maybe Philly really is a bad influence, you know, on your kid. Um, instead of just making that statement, like, let's help our kids understand and get there um, as to what kind of characteristics um, and habits maybe Billy is exhibiting that make him not somebody you want to hang out with and not mm -hmm. a good friend to be with. Right. Um, yeah. And I actually, I love that whole perspective of, you know, getting kids to think about, you know, like what qualities do you look for in a friendship, you know, and does this person meet those standards, you know, do they exhibit these qualities, you know, do they treat you the way that you would like to be treated? And so I think having those questions um, be brought up, you know, for kids to like roll around in their mind, you know, these are critical thinking questions and skills. And so I think demonstrating that and, you know, like the, have the first time you have that conversation could be very enlightening for your child to be like, you know, wow, this person does really treat people badly. And, you know, maybe I don't want to associate myself with that kind of person and mm -hmm. have them arrive at this decision themselves because that's going to be so much more powerful than you saying, you know, this kid is really trouble and I wish you wouldn't hang out with them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And bringing that back to that kind of feelings conversation, right? When they're little, we talk a lot about helping them identify their feelings. Mm -hmm. um, but that continues as they get older and helping them recognize, um, you know, why do you like being friends with this person? What about them, you know, do you like hanging out with? What about this person um, makes you not want to hang out with them anymore? And that kind of stuff and helping them recognize and actually put into words um, what's kind of going through their head. Mm -hmm. probably a mile a minute, right? Because right. we just, we, as adults, we don't always identify our feelings. Uh, as kids, it's very difficult. So helping mm -hmm. them kind of get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think another piece is also being consistent and following through. Like when you say that you're going to do something to follow through. And I think that ties back to like when we were talking in the beginning of our conversation of, you know, when, you say like if there's consequences to something, you know, make, following through, making sure there's consequences. But the flip side of that is, you know, when you are in the friend position and, you know, you say that you're going to do something, you know, for your friend or, you know, you say you're going to do something, whatever that might be. And having that understanding, you know, like you gave your word. And so you've made a commitment to this other person and it's up to you to show up and, you know, and that helps to bring, build trust and build the friendship and helps your friend to realize that, oh yeah, you know, when, when there's a jam, I can count on this person to like show up and be there when I, when I need me, when I need somebody. So. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Helping them um, um, recognize when they've made a commitment and, and helping them hold themselves to it. Right. <laughs> so mm -hmm. um, I know that's something simple, but like sporting, right? Kids want to try all different kinds of things. Um, but for instance, in uh, junior high, I was like, I'm going to do cross country. It's going to be great. And then when I like went to day three of practice, I was like, this is terrible. All we do is run. Right. <laughs> so, um, and, um, and that was, you know, my parents said, you've made a commitment to be a part of this team. So you're going to need to follow that through and stick with it. And, mm -hmm. um, and it ended up being a great thing that I really, I never did again, but I enjoyed for that year. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But that was, you know, teaching me that when I make a commitment to something, I follow through with it. Right. And so um, through whether it's sports or chores or, um, you know, we can kind of take those piece by piece when they happen, but helping our kids, even when it's not a pleasant decision, um, recognize that when a commitment is made, we follow through with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's really, I think that's, it's great to do that because it really does help to build trust, you know, to know that, Oh, this person does have my back. You know? So I think that's, I think that's a really great thing to teach. Um, and another thing kind of ties into that whole gossip piece is um, like keeping confidence and, you know, like not, talking about people behind their backs. Um, let's talk a little bit more about like keeping confidence. I feel like as an adult, I think so much more of it from like a work level and all of that kind of stuff. But as kids, I mean, they, 
everything, their friend relationships are their life, right? Like that's, Mm -hmm. especially in high school, right? Like that's, um, that's everything. And so um, the keeping confidence of, you know, Sally really likes Billy and oh my gosh, I told the whole world or whatever it might be. um, I guess helping them really see the consequences and how hurtful it is um, when that is broken Mm-hmm. and helping them recognize the yeah the consequences and the results um, of not keeping it um, mm-hmm. which unfortunately sometimes is something that is learned by fire right is learned mm-hmm. because we break it um, yeah. we learn how important it is um, mm-hmm. and so I'm sure that there are ways that we can help negate and help teach them but I think as parents we have to be really careful not to step in and divert the consequences of different situations we have to let our kids feel those it's not our job to save them from all the pain but to help them work through the pain of their decisions right and so Mm -hmm. we can we can help them make good decisions but they're going to make bad ones um and we need to just be there for them when they make those bad decisions and help them through it and Mm -hmm. not try to solve them for them yeah that's a big one Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah i was just thinking um Back when I was in high school, I was 17, and my mom drove home my best friend. And so they were, you know, 15, 20 miles alone together in the car, right? And, you know, there's, you know, you tell your best friend all kinds of things, you know? And and then when my mom came home, like, she came home with this bit of information that I didn't want her to have. And somehow she had it. And I was, like, looking at my friend, like, you told her this, you know? And... And, you know, she, I don't know, she denied it and that sort of thing. But I believed my mom. My mom said, oh, your friend told me. And I was like, I'm sorry. I actually believe my mom over you. And, you know, that violation of trust really, like, impacted in a negative way our friendship. And it actually, you know, I stopped confiding in her. And, you know, our best friendship faded and all these kinds of things. And so, you know, especially, I think, as teenagers, like that bit of confidentiality is really important. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be back right back after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Life-changing events can have positive and or negative repercussions. When they happen, they can feel elating or devastating to those affected. It can also get in the way of your personal and professional life. On Life-Altering Events with host Frank Zakari, we examine the scope of these events and discuss how to move forward in the wake of the opportunities presented. It's never too late to get started or pick up the pieces and move forward. Listen Tuesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Should there be more to your life? Do you need a change? Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young will provide empowering commentary each week to encourage you. She will interview successful personalities from movies, television, business, technology, health, and academia. All of them have amazing stories resulting in transformed lives. You'll learn how to discover real happiness, financial success, and fulfillment to live your highest purpose. Join her on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and a replay Fridays at 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. What makes someone successful in their field? On Transformational Energy Leadership, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey speaks to amazing guests who share their ideas, advice, tips, and tricks as to what defines success for them. The result is positive transformation for you. You'll learn that personal energy is the key to make it work. And you'll hear through actual examples how to bring that positive transformation to life. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Are you where you want to be right now? 
We live our lives sometimes looking at others and thinking the grass is always greener on their side, not realizing that we have the power within us to pursue our dreams. It begins with a head start in the right direction, and that head start is with host Carla D. Walker and From the Inside Out. Believe in your abilities and take action. Listen live every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. And so we're back. Welcome back, everybody. So, Samantha, I would like to talk a little bit about, so we were just talking about how kids can keep each other's confidence and the damage to relationships that can happen when you don't keep somebody's confidence And so I'd like to talk a little bit about parents and when their children confide in them. A lot of times, like we'll turn to our friends and be like, oh, yeah, our kids, you know, said this and that. And that was actually meant to be told in confidence. And then like maybe our friend comes back later and says, oh, your mom said blah, blah, blah. And your and your child is like, uh, crap, I didn't want you to know that, you know, and then all of a sudden they're like confronted with, oh, my mom is telling people things that I don't really want shared. And so let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I think as parents, we think something is cute or funny, or um, mostly cute or funny. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh You know, when they're, especially when they're younger, um, Mm -hmm. and maybe sometimes it's that we don't know what to do or how to respond to something. I was just thinking Um, that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we're asking for advice, but I think we need to be very cautious and thoughtful with um, how we share that information Mm -hmm. um, and making sure that if it is a piece of advice and it is maybe something sensitive that um, we make sure to um, be careful and, and seeking advice on that and um, making sure that the other person understands the importance of it. Um, and even letting the letting your child know, like, hey, this isn't something that I, you know, really know anything about or I'm comfortable with, but this person really is. Would it be okay if I talk to them about this or if they talk to you about it, mm-hmm. um, depending on the topic, right? So, right. Um, so I think being thoughtful of um, of how we share their information um, is just as important, and um, and helping them. And helping maintain that trust, as we talked about before, not damaging that trust Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, with them. Mm -hmm. And I really love the idea of, you know, being honest and saying, you know, hey, I don't really know exactly what to do in this situation, but my friend, you know, blah, 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 you know, would it be okay? You know, I won't mention any names, but can I maybe just get some advice or something like that? And so, yeah. And, you know, I'm a big person uh, for communication. So I think that's really important. And I think one way that we can really, you know, as we talk all about, um, we've talked a lot about modeling behavior, right? And how, yes, we have. Um, mm-hmm. And how as parents, like, we have to be so mindful of how we do everything, right? Like, because as we said, like, everything we do is an example. And so mm-hmm. um, it can feel heavy and overwhelming to feel like, oh, my gosh, I can't, I can't screw this up because you're, it's so, it feels so important, right? Right. Uh, it is so important. Um, and so it can be overwhelming. I think for us, if we are not, um, kind of centered for ourselves that, um, we're either not confident in ourselves or we are struggling with kind of focusing and being able to, um, de-stress, um, and kind of combat some of that overwhelm Mm because we're often, everybody's always their worst self when they are really stressed, right? That's when we have the shortest temper. That's when we have the, the least amount of patience and we say things and do things that we probably wouldn't have done if we we're um, in a good frame of mind. So 
if we weren't as stressed. So I think being able to manage that as parents um, is really important. I know for me, I utilize um, kind of a daily pause and intention where I have a, uh, seven different areas that I focus on, not all in one day, uh, mm-hmm. one a day, right? Mm-hmm. As a mom, I get two minutes of, um, of alone time. Right, so right. I focus on one a day that just has something for me to, as a point of intention. So mm-hmm. one of them is actually breathe. That's a really simple one, right? So when I'm getting stressed and overwhelmed, when, oh my goodness, he has not put on his shoes yet. And I've asked him 10 times, it's stop and take a deep breath, right? Yeah. It's, when they're asking those hard questions and you don't know what to do, or your teenager has once again, you know, done something that, that you're um, upset about, it's stopping and taking that deep breath. Um, And so every morning I spend those two minutes kind of focusing on, you know, today, this is, this is what I'm really going to work on um, is pausing and taking a deep breath. And then like I said, I've got multitude of them kind of depending on what what the day is, what's going on, what's happening in my week that I can make as my focus point for the day. And then I can feel like at the end of the day, like, okay, I was able to not lose my patience today because I paused and I took a deep breath and I was able to respond in kind instead of in anger. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I can feel good about that. Whereas sometimes the day can feel so overwhelming that you forget about the fact that you did do something right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love that you have a variety of tools that you get to tap in and use um, as needed, you know, or, you know, you can cycle through them on a weekly basis, but these tools are available to you as needed. And I know that you put together a little guide for our listeners. So would you like to tell people about the happiness guide? Yeah, absolutely. So that's, um, that's, the happiness guide in a nutshell, right, is, um, is that it gives you these tool- same tools that, um, that I'm using to set that two-minute top-of-the-morning intention, right? So uh, it's a very simple page, and it kind of gives you like a journal page that you're able to kind of write on, but it gives you ideas for each day uh, and how you can um, kind of implement it. And it allows you to be flexible, but gives you enough um, kind of framework to to be able to pick something and and go with it, and I've really found that it it has helped me with that stress factor. Um, each of the categories are really simple and straightforward. It talks about serving, praying, whether that's meditation, um, depending on your beliefs, right? But some sort of kind of like quiet prayer. There is. I already said breathe. Breathe's really important to me. Mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> and, it, and it's so great because it like instantly changes, you know, what's happening in your body. You know, when you first started, you know, talking about breathing, like I just took a deep breath and I was like, oh, look at all the places I'm holding t- tension, like holding tension in my belly and just, just change that whole state yeah, of mind. Yes. And exactly, it does it exactly. like instantly. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, so there's seven of these different like categories that are really critical for us to be able to manage our stress and to be able to kind of be our best selves, right? Mm -hmm. That's kind of what we're striving to attain. Um, And then it gives you different ways that you can accomplish each one of those. And so you just pick one to focus on for the day and that's it and allows you to to really accomplish something in that area each day. Um, And if you just kind of keep at it, I absolutely believe that you will continue to be more and more of your best self for your kids and be more confident um, and feel more centered and able to handle all of the crazy things that they're about to throw at you. Yeah, well, and you know, there's something very powerful about taking two minutes and setting your intention for the day. I mean, that can completely change the way that your day starts off. So I think that's such a powerful tool. And we will post links to that on in the show notes so you can just go to holisticsexedradio.com and just look for the link to the previous episodes and you'll find samantha's interview right there at the top of the list and yes so thank you so much it's been really a great conversation and i know parents are gonna really appreciate and benefit from all these this great information about how to build trust and how to get your kids to build trust build healthy relationships so i think that's really awesome so thank you so much yeah thanks so much for having me it was fantastic yes so we'll see you next week everybody bye-bye 
You've been listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Thank you for spending some of your precious time with us today. While these conversations may be difficult at times, the rewards are well worth it. We have the power to change the world by what we teach our kids. Join host Robin LaCrosse next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another thought-provoking conversation. Thank you and have a beautiful day.